This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Young people from around Otatahi came together to express their ideas for a better world in Speaking for the Planet, a public speaking competition which was recorded at Turanga on the 11th of August. Thank you to all the speakers and sponsorship partners who supported this event. This is part two of the three-part series. To hear the rest of the speeches, go to the Plains FM website and search for Community Talks. Picture this. You're strolling through a field. You look down, hoping to see flowers, but you instead see rubbish. The once picturesque scenery is replaced by an array of fast food packaging, plastic bags, and plastic bottles. Do you want this to be your reality, your new normal, your everyday experience? Today I will be talking about why plastic pollution matters, what governments are doing about it, and what we can do to help solve this worldwide environmental crisis. Water and air, two essential fluids on which all life depends, have become global garbage cans. A quote by Jack Stevens, Plastic pollution is becoming one of the biggest problems of our world, and the truth is that you, me, and everyone has around a decade to stop this problem before it spirals out of our control. Studies show that by 2050, the plastic in the ocean will shrivel, meaning that there will be more plastic than fish in the sea. Also, doesn't it just give you the icks when you're in a shop? or somewhere that's supposed to be clean, and you see a disgusting, greasy, fast food packaging. Here are some main points on why I strongly believe that plastic pollution matters. Number one, it creates microplastics that you can't see. Number two, it produces chemical pollutants that can lead people to death. Would you want to wake up in a hospital bed to hear that you're dying of a heart or lung disease? Number three, it kills innocent animals. Around eight million tons of plastic waste actually end up in our Earth's beautiful blue lakes and oceans, which is horrible news for the animals beneath the waves. For those of you animal lovers out there, brace yourself for some bad news. Now, picture this. An adorable turtle is just happily swimming through the ocean, just searching for food. Upon spotting a jellyfish, it thinks, yum, I get some food today. But what this turtle does not know, that it is not a jellyfish. It's a plastic bag. Now this turtle could have an incredibly painful death. This has slowly caught our attention, which brings me to my next point. Governments, cities, and groups. Rules are being made, so grab your favorite reusable tote bag and kiss plastic bags goodbye. We are taking a step forward. In Christchurch alone, waste minimization plans have been put in action, and some companies are limiting their plastic packaging and making biodegradable ones. When talking globally, decisions like plastic bag bans and banning microbeads and products have been made. Some countries are making recycled plastic roads, and others are starting battles against single-use plastic. Hearing all this, what can we as individuals do? While soaking up some relaxing vibes at a beach, 
we don't necessarily want to think about the fact that our oceans are technically turning into garbage soup. We must notice this. Some play their part by protesting, marching around and saying things like, plastic will make our air drastic, and change your habits, stop using plastic. But yeah, the truth is that unless you have something against the earth, you should stop. From the largest movements to the smallest ones, everything you do counts. Whether it's rallying the troops and hunting down plastic, or simply picking up one little piece. You have the power to choose what you buy, so how about buying things without plastic packaging? You can also stop buying bottled water unless necessary. Do you not see the taps living in your kitchen? You can cook more, avoid single-use plastics, and last but not least, recycle. Our world needs commitments from businesses and leaders to just us, because what is at stake is our beautiful planet. In the words of Robert Swan, the greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. As I finish my speech, I want one question to linger in your mind. How can you make a difference? Uh, thank you so much, Sophia. Garbage soup is our oceans. That one hit pretty hard. Also, just an incredible reminder to go and get involved with beach cleanups. I saw a statistic recently, well, some scientists have estimated that we ingest about five grams of microplastics every week, which is about the amount in a credit card, which is kind of wild. So thank you for that really relevant um, information. Garbage soup. And can I chuck in there, your use of the cards was amazing. Like, you didn't even look at them. I'm so impressed. <laughs> okay, next up, we have Ashman Chandrachaya. I don't know my for the probably bad pronunciation. Good luck. <laughs> a snazzy cat, a great lifestyle bag, and also a super cool beanie which goes in the duck. <laughs> awesome, right? That's what I thought, because I didn't know what I was getting into. Hello everyone, my name is Ashman, and today I'm going to be talking about the fast fashion and its fast damage to our planet. So what is fast fashion? It is a term used to describe the production and consumption of clothing which is designed to be trendy and affordable. It has become a dominant force in the fashion industry. Today, with new trendy collections being released almost every fortnight. Even I thought it was cool to get trendy items for a cheap price. Even if it goes about a year or two, it's all good. How many of you can relate to this? This fast-paced trendy consumption has massive environmental consequences which cannot be ignored. Here are some facts which are hard-hitting. First, the production of fast fashion requires a vast amount of water. Almost 2,700 liters of water is consumed for manufacturing a single cotton t-shirt. Trendier fabrics need even more. Now, calculate how many t-shirts or full t-shirts you have times the water consumed by a wardrobe. 
Additionally, synthetic fabrics such as polyester and nylon, commonly used in fast fashion, releases harmful chemicals into the environment, such as heavy metals, chlorine, and carbon monoxide. Trendy fabrics such as Halloween costumes are designed to be worn only once per year. Those are the most dangerous ones. Secondly, the fast fashion industry generates an enormous amount of waste. As per research, with the rise of fast fashion, the average person nowadays buys 60% than what they did 15 years ago. And guess what? Most of these items do not even decompose despite their claims. <coughs> Here's another fact which is hard hitting. Did you know the beautiful Atacama Desert of Chile is now being used as a dumping ground for discarded clothes as per recent satellite images. Guys, enough is enough. New Zealand is not immune to fast fashion. In fact, New Zealand generates a significant amount of textile waste. With an estimated 15,000 tons of clothing are being sent to landfills annually. So what could people like you and me can do in this situation? Number one, choosing to buy more sustainable clothing, even if it's expensive, sounds difficult in today's times, but the long-term benefits are far better. Number two, control the urge to buy every now and then. Sorry, ladies, don't hate me for this. <laughs> Remember, anything that is priced too trendy or cheap is hazardous to the planet. And number three, repairing and reusing our clothes. And for the final one, number four. Let whatever you buy stay with you for at least three years. In conclusion, as the great quote goes, the greatest threat to a planet is the belief that somebody will save it. But the reality is, nobody's going to. So we all here need to make an extra effort, deliberately, intentionally, and purposefully. Thank you. Each year, around 100 
500,000 marine animals die because they get strangled in plastic bags or mistake them for food and eat it. And I will repeat it again. Over 100,000 marine animals die because of plastic pollution. This is one of the many reasons we need to use less plastic. Another reason is that when plastic is burned, it releases harmful toxins into the atmosphere. These toxins are dangerous to humans, animals, and vegetation. Plastic is made from petroleum, just like petrol. The drilling of oil and processing it into plastic releases harmful gas emissions into the environment. These gas emissions con contribute to climate change. So this is definitely an issue. But what are governments and businesses doing to tackle plastic pollution? Let me tell you. Take a moment and close your eyes. Can you imagine a McDonald's sundae with hot chocolate sauce oozing into a clear plastic single-use cup? Plastic tableware is one of the many things that is on the New Zealand government ban list, <coughs> along with single-use plastic bags, plastic cups, plastic straws, and non-compostable fruit labels. On World Environment Day, 12 international and local businesses signed a declaration in Auckland to move to reusable, recyclable, or compostable plastics by 2025. Coca-Cola was one of those businesses. Each year, Coca-Cola produces around 380 million tons of plastic. So around 10% of plastic waste in the ocean is from Coca-Cola. But they have changed for the better. Even hospitals are trying to make changes in the way they do things. For example, operating theater departments have saved thousands of dollars by reusing anesthetic circuits, changing procedure trays to biodegradable or reusable options, and using more high-quality reusable linen drapes instead of single-use plastic ones. These are the amazing people who are trying to make a change in our world. But it doesn't have to be just there. We can also do something to help, which brings me to my next point. What we can do to help reduce plastic pollution. Believe it or not, you can also do something to help with plastic pollution. It doesn't have to be anything big, like cleaning out the entire ocean with your own two hands. It can just be a small thing, like putting your rubbish in the right bin or eating your ice cream from a cone and not a plastic cup. Here are some other things you can do. Drink water from a tap and not a plastic bottle. Here in New Zealand, we are lucky enough to have safe drinking water, so make the most of it and stop buying bottled water. Another way is to bring your own reusable coffee mug next time you go out to buy coffee. Some places even give you a discount if you do so. You could also buy bamboo toothbrushes or glass jars instead of plastic. And you could use and you could put your food in reusable containers instead of single-use plastic bags. Now you know all about why we need to stop plastic pollution, what governments and businesses are doing to tackle plastic pollution, and what we can do to reduce the effects of plastic pollution. Here is a quote by Diana Laughlin. <coughs> Our future is at stake. Do we really want to pass on to the next generation a world that is choked by plastic? I don't want to be a world that's choked in plastic. I'm seeing some great tote bags around. I'm seeing some excellent, uh, I've seen a couple little reusable mugs. 
there's one over on our social media table right now. When you go down to the cafe, maybe some of you have one on you. Uh, excellent reminders to keep pushing for better and better and better and keep adjusting our systems to be ones that work for us and also work for the planet. Uh, thank you so much. And next we have uh, Finley Smith from Sumner School here to talk to us. Good luck, Finley. I am a skater. I love everything about being a skater. The image, the brands, and especially the clothing. Last year, I told you about how I became vegetarian and becoming very aware about everything I eat, the ingredients, and especially the practices behind. This is very important to me. So, what's the connection with being vegetarian and being a skater? I question where my food comes from, and now I question where my clothes come from. And what I've learned is shocking. Turns out I've been supporting some really bad things. Hi, I'm Finlay from Christchurch, New Zealand. Fast fashion is a massive global problem, producing tons of unnecessary waste and responsible for some of the worst working environments in the world. A rubbish truck full of clothes in the landfill every second? Modern day slavery? This is really bad stuff. So, if a rubbish truck full of clothes is dumped every second, then by the time I'm finished here, 300 tons of clothes would have been dumped. The weight of a 747. So why are we wasting these clothes? Ads are telling us that this, season, that this season's clothes are cooler than last season's. And supporting this, clothes are deliberately not made to last. This figures as all my state clothes fall apart. We are encouraged to be players in this fast fashion game of greedily buying and then thoughtlessly discarding. Can you help? Well, yes. By quality over quantity. Own less. And don't throw away. Give away. I've been doing this, and now I feel better, and the planet feels better too. But sadly, waste isn't the only negative of fast fashion. So, modern day slavery. Imagine working 16 hours a day, 7 days a week physical and verbal abuse from your boss, and being exposed to harmful substances with no ventilation. Well, this is the case for many adults and children in countries across Asia, and this is where most of our clothes come from. But why do companies do this to their workers? They are trying to maximise their profits so they can sell their clothes cheaper, so we buy more. Turns out my favourite pair of vans were probably made by people who had to survive these conditions. And not just fans, most skate brands. How can you find out whether your clothes are technically made? Checking the labels? Unfortunately not. Ask the shop. If they can't tell you, don't buy. But if the brands and shops are supporting ethical practices, they will tell you, because they have nothing to hide. So, in conclusion, fashion clothing should be produced in a way that embraces people and causes little harm to the environment. And this goes for skate brands too. I'm Finlay from Christchurch, New Zealand. I'm not just a skater. I am a careful consumer. I am me.
Anathala, maybe you're just that type of person who throws their rubbish on the ground, and then that rubbish drifts from the currents of our seas to the winds in our skies to our future. If this is really the case, then what is our government doing to help? Or more importantly, what are we doing to help? Maybe you believe, well, the world is slowly drowning in plastic anyway. Would it matter if I do something? Does it matter if I throw my rubbish on the ground, let alone pick it up? <laughs> and yes, yes it does matter. No matter how big, no matter how small, whatever action you take is going to have an impact on this horrible circumstance. So take out your swords and begin to fend for our world against the beast known as plastic pollution. Can you picture a life in 2050 when there is more plastic in our oceans than there is fish? This plastic, this rubbish is slowly killing our earth, our creatures, and our future. Soon, the little things we don't appreciate now won't be here, and we will realize the privilege we had of things like insects and trees. How often do you see yourself being truly thankful for these privileges because soon they'll be gone, all because of plastic pollution? Imagine it now. You go out, and everywhere you look, all you see is plastic. People throwing it on the ground, animals eating it, curious little kids touching it, even curious little kids eating it. Can you imagine this as your future reality? If this is really going to be our reality, then what are we doing to help? What is our government doing to help? Plastic pollution is a large problem worldwide. And there have been many laws created in order to stop the production and use of plastic products and materials. So we can have a step towards a clean future and a circular economy. In New Zealand, we have prohibited certain single-use plastics and hard to recycle plastic from being manufactured and sold. We have also banned plastic bags. And if you really think about it, before this law, I saw countless plastic bags floating around quite frequently. Nowadays, I see close to no plastic bags ever. But there is much more our government can do to help our plastic levels go down and the awareness for the problem to go up. They can help by creating trash bans, educational courses, reuse and recyclables, and etc. Which will not only be beneficial for our community now in the present, but also for future generations to come. Because we don't want our plastic trash to be our future generations also. Because fizzy bottles are nothing to compare to dinosaurs. So our government is doing their share. What about us, our community, our local businesses? You, yourself, are part of our community. So what are you doing to help? I may even ask myself, what am I doing? We, as the people, have a choice and a responsibility to do what is right. But do we always? When we look at the ground and see a piece of trash, do we pick it up or do we just ignore it? Do we reuse things, repair things, recycle them? Do we use the less harmful materials? Or do we ask for plastic straws when receiving paper ones? If we don't, if you don't, then we should change that. We have a choice, a choice to do these things. Speak against it, act against it. When we do something better, we're stepping closer and closer towards a better future, a safer environment, a circular economy, where we can reuse, repair, and recycle 
and we can use refurbished materials, keeping the cycle, so we can limit the use of plastic in our country. We want to design out waste and pollution, keep our resources as long as possible, and once their time is over, to regenerate and reuse them again and again. You yourself may not feel like you're enough to help fight against this beast. Just know that every step you take, small or large, it matters. It matters so much. Everything you do is important for our journey to a better future against plastic pollution. And together, as a community, as a country, can we really be this? so much, Taylor. Um, an excellent reminder that every action that we take now is going to impact. It's not just us, it's not just our generation, but it's future generations. It's our children, it's your children, it's your children's children. And we are protecting the earth that we stand on for many, many generations to come. Thank you so much, Taylor. Coming up now, we have here, Ella Poxon, uh, to speak to us and welcome. What if I told you that behind every five dollar t-shirt there is a heartbreaking tale of human suffering and environmental devastation? These are just a few effects of fast fashion industries around the world. It's 2023 and fast fashion is a toxic trend we can no longer afford to wear. Beyond the low price tag of our new wardrobes, our work is being treated terribly, plastic-based materials, and clothes we only wear a few times before throwing into landfill. My name is Ella Poxon, and we've got to stop our consumption of the sickening fast fashion industry. Clothing factory workers are treated extremely poorly, and are having to work in unthinkable conditions every day. According to the George Washington University, the global fast fashion industries employ more than 75 million workers worldwide. Many of these factory workers are paid below the legal minimum wage, forced to work long hours in unsafe environments, and don't have access to healthcare or paid leave. We can make a change to these work conditions by supporting an organisation such as the Fair Wear Foundation, which will give textile factory workers what they deserve. In addition, these employees are working with harmful resources, so let me tell you about the plastic-based materials used in the fast fashion industries. 35% of all microplastics released into the world's oceans are from synthetic fabrics, such as polyester, nylon, and acrylic. These counterfeit materials, or plastics, make up 80% of clothes made by fast fashion companies like Shein. This problem can be solved by replacing these supplies with recyclable and sustainable products, such as linen or recycled cotton. Furthermore, the issue of plastic consumption extends beyond the materials used and spills over into the realm of fast fashion, where clothing is often purchased, worn minimally, and discarded without consideration for its environmental impacts. Globally, as much as 92 million tonnes of clothing ends up in landfill yearly, in addition, between 2000 and 2015, clothing sales doubled. But not only this, the average number of times that item was worn decreased by 36%. We can put an end to this by shopping second hands, making our own clothing, and choosing the pricier but higher quality, more durable items. Because 
Fast fashion isn't just about lower price tags. The effects of this appalling industry are workers being treated terribly, plastic-based materials, and minimal wear of clothing before discarding it into landfill. These behaviours and traditions are ones to be left behind as we move through time, being utterly unacceptable. To leave you with a thought, remember that fast fashion isn't free. Someone somewhere is paid.
So please, help us take care of this world so we don't need many and many pieces of rubbish in our land. Now that we are done with that, we will start with how, how people's actions on plastic pollution matters. From big plastic bottles to small, teeny, tiny plastic, people always forget about it. But if you only pick plastic once or twice daily, in 40 years, you made a really huge difference. I'll show you. If you pick up plastic, it will help the world by a lot. And it is really helpful and useful. Plus, it is really... Just try it. You'll thank me later. <laughs> Everyday factories will make more single-use plastic. So, so what will the government do? Will he forget about this? Or ban all single-use plastic factories from making plastic ever again? Well, I hope she will think of this and hope she will ban all single-use plastic. But some of them are useful. That's kind of cute, such as uh, rubber bands and plastic chairs. But sometimes, what plastic can be is a benefit and a curse at the same time. Now that we are done with that, with the history of plastic, how it is harming our society, how people's actions on plastic pollution matters, I will ask you some questions that I would love you to think about. Are you going to pick up rubbish? Are you going to think about this worldwide plastic pollution? Have you ever not picked up rubbish just because you're too lazy to pick it up? Well, I'll finish this quote from Miracle Lamartine. Not only are plastics polluting all oceans and waterways and killing marine life, it's in all of us that we cannot escape consuming plastics. Are some of those magical fairies that Marco has spoken about in this room right now? That everyone who goes around and picks up plastic after others? Uh, great work to all of you. It's it's a uh, it's it's a constant it's a constant work that that is done. Small things to pick up the, uh, the something off the beach or organize a beach cleanup. I think there's so much that you can do. Um. Well, also if we think back on Nicola Tolkien's um speech earlier, she was talking about bringing the fun into environmentalism, and you totally did that. That was a great speech. You brought the fun. And the last, good job. <laughs> Alright, who is next? We've got Georgia Butler from Haikapu. Good luck. Picture this. You're at the age of five, bursting with excitement to explore new things. You leap over a closed gate, only to be confronted with the sight of stumps. There were hundreds of lush trees around you. The pain is excruciating, is what's lost settles in. That will be your kids if we don't stop deforestation. The effects of deforestation are causing massive worldwide problems, contributing to greenhouse gas emissions, biodiversity loss and unclean water. My name is Georgia Butler and we can stop deforestation if we act right now. Were you aware that when our trees are cut down, much of the carbon, known as carbon dioxide, stored in trees is released into our atmosphere. According to climate government, the consequences of these emissions is that our world is heating up 
by 0 0.08 degrees every decade. Unfortunately, this number will continue to accelerate with our trees getting cut down. But by engaging with organisations like Trees for Survival or Trees That Count, we have the ability to stop our love from heating up and we can restore our native, native environments. Furthermore, stopping deforestation will also lead to a reduction in biodiversity loss which means the 137 animal species that go extinct every year as reported by Earth and Animal Facts will dramatically decrease. Biodiversity is essential for humans, including what food we eat. The effect biodiversity has on food production is it ensures the quality of soil and provides resources for all crops, livestock and marine species gathered for food. But we must limit the number of trees and habitats being destroyed to stop biodiversity loss. It isn't only our biodiversity that suffers, our waters are also in danger. The roots in our forests anchor the soil against erosion to help absorb nutrients. But when the forests are disturbed, the evaporation dries up the moisture and the seeds flow into streams, rivers and lakes which pollute the water. But our waterways can become fresh new rivers if we let our trees grow and do not cut them down. In a nutshell, if we keep up with deforestation, we not only release vast amounts of the carbon into our atmosphere, kill over a hundred species of animals yearly, and contaminate our fresh water sources, the outcome of these harmful actions impact our future generations, including our nieces, nephews, children, and even grandchildren. As Dr. Seuss once said in the Lorax, unless someone like you keeps a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. spoken word done before. A couple, a couple hands. The thing with spoken word poetry is that the audience can kind of get involved. So it's judged a little bit, don't be swayed judges, but it's judged a little bit on how much noise the audience can make. Okay, we're going to have Tom Downton from Hayton. Woohoo, go Tom! Enough already. The world is in turmoil. The trees are being chopped. They are dying. Enough already. This turmoil I speak of is not a tool used to incite you. It is true. You must believe me, or you will unwittingly kill them all. Are you a murderer? The things we use to destroy your homes are loud and obnoxious, like the grinding noises of metal teeth eating everything in sight. The, uh, we need to fix this. I truly do care about them and the beautiful places they live. We are destroying their homes. We need to do something. Replant the houses lost of the great business masters we think of as idols. Repay our debt to them when they need it most. We use their homes for countless reasons, yet not all unnecessary. We can cut back on the use, yet we still decide not to for stupid reasons. This is not okay. We must stop these terrible people who call themselves great. 
We use their homes for ours when we could use other sources. In this terrible process, we dehome them, destroying their habitat. They die. We must form together to stop this terrible crime, to save the monkeys. Jerry Squaring and said, We are living on this planet as if we had another one to go to. Just this once. Says everyone, Well, how much does 1,000 lots of once make? Can you see it? In the car, in the air, caught in a tree, stuffed in a bush, lying on the beach. It is despised, yet we see it everywhere. A usual sight, though we try to wish it away. It has snuck into the most appealing dishes. It has squirmed its way into the air. It has slipped into the sea. It is everywhere. From the highest of peaks to the lowest of valleys, through oceans and forests, under bridges and drain pipes, over pathways and roads, piercing metal through your foot that somebody tried to cover up, the villain in a battle of hope and doubt, the darkness trying to cover the light. Because of all, the just wants People protest valiantly, calling out desperately for us to stop, pleading, crying, yelling, shouting, begging, hollering, waving signs that say things like, there is no planet B, or save the planet, while a fragile and faded hope still remains. Until... It is too late, and all we can think about is, if only we could listen. When time takes past, there's a success and a fail. All those things can be big or small. They are all forgiven, but one may be not. One big problem. If you need to fix, before the clock ticks away, the make us meet our fear. We must talk with our future. But if we fail, we see its darkness. A single color, a single light, but darkness. Our time goes past the hot ages. We must talk with our future. If we still run out of stand, it's not going into the future. Our time if we succeed, a normal place of life. New technology inventions, and maybe no more war. But that's another story. We focus on another. Brand new features, helping our people, our world that still owns green, with no technology that harms the color. This is what we wish would happen, and we have a plan. But if we fail, it's the our future. A time if the world will collapse. Do we see the ocean polluted, the green floor of gray? A single sun, a single light upon the sky, a single light of the life, including your hearts. Even if we do survive, our souls will fade away and then a harm for us. We never want to fail like there's something we must fix. To fix what we caused, we must walk the future. We must help one by one. A little will not be enough, or we can still start alone. 
cleaving every single plastic. This might feel small, but we have a lot of helpers. One helper we run will be thousands of faces, maybe a million. If technology is friendly, does it start to harm? If technology is used in a helpful way, does it start to saving the planet? One power owned by one hand that can be connected to another. That's another grateful start too. Let's change our lifestyle, focusing every single small problem and we continue for successful futures. Truly. 
poem from Charlie. He had the passion in his voice, he had the facial expressions, he had the hand movements, he had pacing. It was great, oh my gosh. And you can hear the desperation in his voice as well. That's exactly what we want. Um, well done, Charlie. Okay, and next up we have Alex Finney from Heaton. Good luck, Alex. Ladies and gentlemen, skinny and stout, I'll tell you a story I know nothing about. The admission is free, so pay at the door, now pull up a chair, and sit on the floor. The story starts in a mesmerizing place. My eyes gaze at beautiful creatures that hover all over this sacred space. Deep blues fill my view as light dances off the top. Coloured feathers bright, illuminated by the sun rays. Salty mineral smells set my nose ablaze. All this scored by one animal race. What a pity! What has the world become? Sometimes I even miss the screech of seagulls above. Unpleasant at times, they fought among themselves, like scavengers that they were. They cried as they choked, choking, 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 on what we think to be a miracle invention. Did we listen to their cries? No! We plucked in our headphones and blasted the music. We vlogged their last moments and took group pics. But can we care to gain popularity as natural wonders become a rarity? Enough already! Consume with care! We cared about the city before our world became overrun with plastic. But what about their world? Historic creatures swirled and twirled in the water below, forced to rise up and see the truth. If they can see the truth, why can't you? Our voices silenced by influential people, too scared of disobeying, until we were drowned under the weight of the words we weren't saying. This crisis could and can be avoided to stop this environment from being exploited. We have to stand up and see the truth. Once gone, there's no way back. We haven't got time to worry and wait. More marine life lose their flight each day. The ocean is left in an alarming state. Probably so white, people take to the streets. But we don't listen. The human race sucked ourselves from the beginning. Our chances of making this right are slimming. We have to act now. See the truth. I'm begging you. We've got salt in our blood, in our sweat, in our tears. We're tied to the ocean. Invite ignoring the water signs it displays. We're ignoring the memories we made in the waves. The emotions we felt as we played in the sand. And the things we learnt as we walked along, hand in hand. This problem is bigger than me or you. But once at a time, we can fix it. We can revive the beautiful views, help sea animals swim free from beautiful seas, and observe the joy of the ocean for many years to come. Just open your eyes and look around. See the truth. This world, this world was real once. Once. But then, but then along came money and profit, business economy, but then along came cruelty, pain, abuse, exploitation. However, then came the look and the seeing, the realization that things were not as they seemed. 
and then then came the call for change, the call for something better. But then along came Operation Clean Label, let us pretend that was changed. And then along came forgetting to look, forgetting to see, taking the lies that were served, saying that they are reality. And then, and then this world wasn't, wasn't so real anymore. The food that we eat, the clothes that we wear, there are shadows that lurk behind the board. Ethically sourced as a sustainable message, healthy, but it's not. Organic, but it isn't. Bottle up these lies and stick on some labels. They listen to these myths and believe them. We listen to these myths and believe them. We think that we have seen the problem. We think that we have changed. But we haven't, but we haven't. We need to keep looking. We turn a new page, rip out the others. We fill up the cracks with a 20 cent blue, paint over it all with paints to clean neon. We still need to be careful. But we aren't. And so we remain, not looking, not seeing, and so we remain, not asking, not knowing. I could tell you a tale of cruelty and pain, of platitudes and lies that also remain. I could tell you, could tell you so many things, but none of them would matter if you don't try to look for yourself. So try, so try, see what we've done. See what we're doing. We can't keep on going like this. It's only when you look that you see. It's only when you see that you wonder. It's only when you wonder that you ask. It's only when you ask that you search. It's only when you search that you find. It's only when you find that you realize. That's when you can make a change. So don't rip out those pages of our past. Read them. Read them. Learn from our mistakes. So don't fill in the cracks if it needs of a fall apart first. Later, 20 cent blue isn't worth it anyway. So don't paint over the lies and the pain and the problems. There are too many layers already. So let's peel them away. Search for the truth. We need to find it or else. Steal the monster in the eye, even if, even if, we'll only find it in the mirror. Maybe you can't always know when it's true, when it isn't. Maybe you can't always, always be sure. But don't we at least owe it to ourselves to try to know what's real and what's not? Don't we at least owe it to ourselves to try and make it all real again? This world, this world was real once. Let's make it real again. Bad fields, and none of the choice of the meals. It's a blank canvas 
that's been painted gray. These two worlds, you've opened the possibilities. Now, and only now, is when it's our one chance to change the planet we live in, to change the world. We have to learn. A world of bees, trees, and choosing our meals, or a world of death, zero food, and a complete decolonization. Us, only us, have the opportunity to make that change. Do you see it in your pantry? A little container of almonds. You don't think much of it, right? Well, little do you know that every year, over a million bees get flown to California to get those almonds. And we show unmeasurable greed by destroying their once able ways. So these have needs. Enough. Thanks for listening to Speaking for the Planet. If you want to hear the rest of the speeches from the competition, go to the Plains FM website, that's plainsfm.org.nz, and look for Community Talks, where you can find all of the recordings from this event. Congratulations to all the speakers who took part in the competition and to the sponsors and funders who made Speaking for the Planet possible. Mm-hmm.